Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from our friend Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. In this uh, time of Eastertide, the the few weeks after Easter, the 40 days after Easter, we're treated in our sacred scripture to uh, a large chunk of the Acts of the Apostles and the, uh, the apostolic letters, and the Gospels relate some event in the life of Christ after the resurrection, post-resurrection. And it's very important for us to understand what was said in that first reading today about the early church. What was the early church about? What was its mission? It was simply put to witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we concentrate on in these days of Eastertide, after the resurrection, the events that took place in the lives of the apostles, the appearance of Christ, and the witness to that. Because that's what it's all about. That's all our faith is about. And I've said this many times. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, as St. Paul tells us, our preaching is in vain. There's no point. Because if that's wrong, we've got everything wrong. It's all up for grabs. There's no point to us carrying on. So it's very fundamental, the witness to the resurrection. And that's what we read in today's first reading, is that's what the apostles were doing. They were witnessing to the resurrection. The Acts of the Apostles tell us what was happening in the early church, what it was like, and what they did, first of all, post-resurrection and post-Pentecost, of course. And in the Gospels, we're told about some of these events where Christ appears to the uh, apostles. A couple of things about Christ's appearance, you've got to realize Christ is now resurrected. He's not a resuscitated corpse. He's not a resuscitated body of Christ. He's, He's glorified divine body of Christ. And that's in some way they don't recognize him for some reason, right? We don't know the real reason for that, except that there's some change in the resurrected body. Like our bodies on the last day when we're resurrected, they will not be like we are now. They'll be some way different. Our resurrected bodies are different, but they're still bodies. And that's why you'll notice on the three occasions the Lord meets his apostles post Mary Magdalene, he has something to eat with them. He prepares breakfast with them at the lake of Gesenaret. He asks them for something to eat when he appears in the upper room. And today we read in Emmaus, on the way to Emmaus, he has a meal with them. It's to prove that he's not a ghost. It's not a vision. It's a real body. It's a resurrected body. It's a gloriously resurrected body. That's something we must make note of in these events post-resurrection. And then we have these two very important events, last week's gospel, this week's gospel the appearance in the upper room, and on the road to Emmaus. And I'll tell you why they're important. So I've mentioned this a million times. It's worth mentioning again. Peter Kreft is a philosopher, a professor at Boston College, and uh, a great Catholic writer and thinker, one of the greatest of the 21st century, I would say. He's written about 100 books, and every one of them is good, as far as I'm concerned. And they're ranging from anything, you know, whatever. 
It's funny. I, uh, I was telling someone earlier that back in Massachusetts, my old parish, because um, he was in Boston College, I used to, my confirmation text was one of his books, God is Love. And that's what we did for the confirmation class for a year. And at the end of the year, I invited him down to come and talk to our kids. And it was sort of amazing because he's a great speaker as well, just very interesting. But these kids had never seen anybody that had written a book. They've probably never seen anyone that written a letter, but you know, this guy had written a hundred books and they'd been studying his for the, and it was just an amazing interaction for these young kids to see someone, one of the great thinkers of our religion. Anyway, so he was a Presbyterian about 50 years ago. And when he went to college, he went to a Presbyterian seminary college to study Presbyterian theology. And when he was there, he had one basic question and this is it. What was the early church like and what resembles it to this day? Where is the church, right? What do the early apostles do and think and say after the resurrection? And what do we do, think and say now? And where is that church? Where are the Christians? And he concluded it wasn't in the Presbyterian church. He concluded it was in the Catholic church. And he converted to Catholicism and what a conversion. I mean, you know, taught Catholic philosophy and theology for 50 years and written 100 books about the faith, probably responsible for many, many converts from other Christian denominations to the Catholic faith, and probably responsible for converts of pagans as well. Just a, a, great, a great figure in the, in the modern church. He said these things. He said, you can tell from the Acts of the Apostles after the witnessing of the resurrection, the church was a sacramental church. So immediately that eliminates all the non-denominational churches, all the denominational churches that don't have any sacraments apart from baptism. So you can wipe those out. And then you can look at the sacraments and say, okay, are there seven or five or six or two, one, whatever? And where are they now? And here we go. We are a Catholic church with sacraments. We're a sacramental church. He said, the early church, after studying the Patristic Fathers, which is the sort of first five, six, seven centuries, the church is obviously doctrinal. It has doctrines. It says, this, we believe in the Trinity, three, three gods in one, right? That's a doctrine. You've got to believe that to be Catholic. You've got to believe in the virgin birth to be Catholic. To be Catholic means to adhere to a certain set of beliefs and doctrines, otherwise don't call yourself Catholic. Where does that exist now, this doctrinal church? He says only in the Catholic Church. So everything he did in all his studies was pointing to the church. Not just the fact that you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. He said all the other stuff that goes around with that. The early church was sacramental. We read in yesterday's Acts of the Apostles, yesterday morning, about the apostles getting together and laying on the hands and praying the Holy Spirit upon the first deacons of the church. This is in the Acts of the Apostles. To this day, the sacrament of ordination is about the bishop laying on his hands of the candidates and calling down the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing we did 2,000 years ago. And here's the other thing on the road to Emmaus. They recognized him in the breaking of the bread, the Holy Eucharist, the sacrifice of the mass, the celebration of the liturgy. That's how they recognized him. Jesus himself performs the miracle of bringing his body and blood and giving it to them in the Holy Eucharist. And that's what we believe from that time onwards. So, you know, if you're looking for the true faith, I hope you're all settled with the true faith, but if you are, you know, these are some of the pointers. 
It's got to be because the early church was like this, and these are the witnesses of Jesus Christ's resurrection. They're not just people that stumbled along this man called Jesus. They walked this earth with him. It was a sacramental and it was a doctrinal church. Where is that today? Holy Catholic Church. Here's one more thing, and I, I did preach on it last weekend, but it's worth thinking about again. Last week, the Lord appears to the disciples in the upper room, and he says, peace be with you, twice. He asks for something to eat. He says, have you got anything to eat? He eats in front of them. But more importantly, he says this, he breathes the Holy Spirit on them and says, whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. Whoever sins you return will be returned. What's that all about? He'd already said it to Peter, right? You are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. Whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. Whoever sins you retain will be retained in heaven, etc. Right? But now it's post-resurrection. It's after the resurrection. He says it again to the church. He gives the power to forgive sins to his early church. Where does that exist now? Here, in the Catholic Church, in that confession. The priests have the ability to forgive sins through the power of the Holy Spirit, the instrument of God in this beautiful sacrament. Again, you know, Emmaus gives us the Eucharist. Last week, the appearance in the, in the upper room with the apostles post-resurrection gives us the sacrament of confession. We are a sacramental church. We are a doctrinal church. That's where the Church of Christ is today in the Catholic Church. That was Peter Kreft's solution to this or question answer to this question and I hope it's yours that you can defend that to tell people why you're Catholic because that's where it is now that's the early church and it's here now yes it's changed <clears throat> we've changed buildings we've changed all sorts of things of course we've changed because the world has changed and we need to bring the message of the gospel to a world that changes obviously that goes without saying but the fundamental things the doctrine the sacraments they're here and that's great news. Oh, and that is a great homily from our friend Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. He is the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, also the director of the Office of Divine Worship here in the Archdiocese of Portland.